The following podcast is part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network. Meditation doesn't have to be a solo practice. Meditation is more fun with friends. Looking for a way to drop in and hang out at the same time? Join us online at Omega Institute for a meditation party with self-proclaimed meditation nerds Dan Harris, host of the 10% Happier podcast, Sabene Selassie and Jeff Warren. This three-day retreat will stream live from Omega's Hudson Valley Campus, May 17th to 19th. Don't miss the party. Reserve your spot at eomega.org slash party today. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Healthy Living Intuitively with Dr. Mona Lisa is for educational purposes only and is not intended to provide a physician-patient relationship, give diagnoses, prescribe treatment, or do psychotherapy. Please contact your healthcare provider to obtain treatment. This podcast is produced with caller interaction. Follow Dr. Mona Lisa on Facebook and Instagram to be a part of the next podcast taping. Discover your body's natural ability to heal. Welcome to Healthy Living Intuitively with Dr. Mona Lisa. Have you ever suffered from social pressure, blood pressure, pressure at work? Have you ever buckled under the pressure of social media, Facebook and Instagram with those, all those questionnaires? If you've ever had problems with panic, depression, blood pressure, or the physical aftermath of pressure, to put a, a that's been put upon you today's your day because we're going to discuss battling job pressure social pressure and blood pressure pressure of all kinds today's world is very common to have people say oh my god i'm buckling into the pressure there's so much pressure 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 and of course they're taking blood pressure pills today's show is going to change your life because it's going to teach you how to use mind body and medical intuition to deal with pressure of all kinds and you're like how can pressure of all kinds be the same well you'll wait this is healthy living with dr mona lisa podcast on mind body spirit dot fm podcast network my name is dr mona lisa shy want a private reading Go to www.drmonalisa.com, www.drmonalisa.com, call 207-846-6475 to schedule. Each week during the show, we take private readings, and you can find out how to do those by going to my Facebook, Dr. Mona Lisa, or Instagram, Dr. Mona Lisa 1. Each week, we publicize a link to get to this podcast, as well as instructions on how to get the free mini readings. But subscribe to Healthy Living Intuitively with me, Dr. Mona Lisa, podcast on Apple, Google, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. But remember, this forum is educational only, not intended to provide a physician-patient relationship, give you diagnosis, prescribe treatment, or do psychotherapy. Please contact your healthcare provider to obtain treatment. And if you are 
in an emergency, please go to the nearest emergency room. Now, everybody's pretty much familiar, or maybe you're not, with blood pressure. The treatments, what do they do? You have your standard blood vessel. And what do they do? They, the blood pressure has muscles. So they either relax the muscle with something called a beta blocker so that it increases the size of the blood vessel, which makes the pressure go down. Lovely. So there's less pressure in the blood vessel because there's no more space. You're going to start to learn about what pressure is all about, both emotionally and physically. So blood pressure can go down if the space in a blood vessel goes up. And the way they do that is they relax the muscle with the beta blocker. Or if you're anxious by drinking coffee or getting um, epinephrine from your adrenal glands, they might give you something like clonopin, Xanax, or something like that, which is also a muscle relaxant. It makes the muscles in your blood vessel relax. The blood vessel volume gets bigger. Pressure goes down. The blood vessel goes down. Lovely, lovely, lovely. <coughs> and on the other hand, the other way they can do it is they can make what's in the vessels, the blood, get less. So they can drain it. How do they do that? They give you a diuretic. So you urinate some of the volume of water in your blood and you pee it out. So now you know that pressure is a formula. And I want you to think that there's more than just blood pressure because we buckle under the pressure at work. We buckle under social pressure. We buckle under pressure in social media. And you have to understand that blood pressure, dementia, which is associated with it, and all kinds of other pressure, crowding, sexual pressure, political pressure, is associated with being crowded, closed in, being tense, not relaxed, is very much related to how we understand blood pressure. And the solutions to social pressure, pressure on the web, work pressure, are very much related to how we deal with blood pressure. You just haven't seen it, but it is. Because everybody else just says, well, you need to reduce stress. That's just like saying the solution to obesity is just eating less. Well, isn't that helpful? Eat what less? Everything? I know people who do that doesn't work. So. To understand what pressure is of all kinds, whether it's in a blood vessel, on the web, sexual pressure, work pressure, is just to understand what pressure is. Pressure is you take some kind of surface and you press down on it or you poke down on it. I remember when I was a camp counselor at work, I'd be sitting there very relaxed at the picnic table, all is well, looking across. At the kickball diamond, wasn't it lovely when we just played kickball and all was well? 
wasn't baseball, wasn't it football. It was kickball. You simply took the ball and kicked it with your foot. Not dodgeball where it could come right at your head or some kind of other body part. It was kickball. If you're really good, you could kick it over all the field and out the field and get a home run. But I'm sitting there looking serenely outside the kickball field. And all of a sudden, the kid would poke pressure, put pressure on my shoulder going, Mona, Mona, when are we going to go to the canteen? Mona, Mona, when are we going to go to the beach? Press, 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 pressure, pressure, pressure. And after a while, I go, what? I would scream because that poking, and it wasn't just one person. It became two, then three, then four. And the sur surface area of my shoulders is, I don't know, maybe six inches. But the more and more pokes, fingers poking on my shoulders per square inch would increase, would increase my chance toward exploding. The pressure was going up per square inch, which is the same as the blood pressure going up in your blood vessels. So to reduce the pressure, I would say, get away from me. I would enlarge the pressure, the space around me. I'd say, give me space. Is the same as what they would do with your blood vessels. They would dilate them in a way with nitro, glycerin. If you have angina, it makes your blood pressure go up. Or they would relax the muscles and make your blood pressure, your blood vessels bigger with beta blocker. Or they would get rid of a couple of kids, get rid of the volume of blood by saying, get out of here, go clean the mess uh, mess table or something. They get rid of the fluid that's in the vessels by giving you a diuretic. So therefore, I explain to you, in a way, pressure at work. But say you're not a camp counselor. You work and there's a boss over you and you don't have camp counselors, under, camp campers underneath you and you can't say to your boss, get out of here. <laughs> you can't do that. It, this is not the way it's done in the work environment. Your boss is poking you on the shoulder going, what are you going to do? What are you going to do? Or they keep sending you emails, 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 emails. So the sheer density of the poking is increased. I remember when we had AOL or something else, it could have been Facebook, where there was a thing that someone could poke you. And it was like a finger that came and poked you. And I asked a friend, Jill, Jill Angelo, to be specific, I said, what the hell is that finger thing there? She goes, you've been poked. I wouldn't suppose I don't want to get poked. She said, but it's a good thing. I said, but poking is never good. And I found out that, um, well, they got rid of the poking. <laughs> I think it's because it got nasty, the poking back and forth, back and forth, like the back of the car. And we're driving and we're too close. Kids start poking each other and it gets agitated because it's crowded. People, social pressure increases with being crowded and people get angry, hostile, and pressure goes up. They've done studies of crowding of rats where people start getting angry and violent. Pressure and crowding, you get violent because it's stressful. So if your workspace is crowded, if too many people are around you, that's why you might be better 
in an environment where you have space. You might even find yourself saying, give me space, which is another way of saying, dilate my blood vessels. Because the, and you might even say, for example, did you know that the physics formula for pressure is pressure equals force over surface area? And they'll say, no, no, I didn't. And you'll say, well, you're applying pressure on me and you may not be able to alter that or the force in which you are demanding the work request. But we can definitely increase surface area upon which you apply it. So please give me more space upon which you poke or prod or have me work, at which time by giving me more space, the pressure applied to me feels less, and I will exhibit less pressure, physical or emotional complaints. I will buckle less under the pressure, which is why in many ways, people are sometimes more productive working part-time at home because they have increased distance, decreased time of exposure from the pressure-inducing agent, the boss. And make, or you say, but no, they don't because they can get email, but they can control the access of them to the email, the pressure applicating device. Now then, I, as always, did a research study on the number of physical disorders that are associated with pressure. And you might say, there's just blood pressure. No, there's not. There are a lot of illnesses that are associated with pressure. And many of the solutions have to do with the same as social pressure, pressure on the web, sexual pressure to perform. Now, that's a good one. That's a lovely one. Um, there is heart failure, um, social anxiety, social pressure. There is sexual pressure to perform impotence. There is blood pressure, glaucoma, intraocular pressure, middle ear, increase in the ear pressure. There is bladder pressure with the muscle spasms. And of course, there's pressure sores, affectionate pressure sores. And many of them, the solutions to them are the same where we get social pressure or pressure on the web or blood pressure. For example, if you have fluid building up in the small compartment of the ear, what do they do? They put ear tubes. So they lit out some of the fluid. Now then, kids these days, and the occasional adult, and we, of course, on the web, kids these days isolate themselves like the ear, middle ear is isolated. They get on the web and they don't do anything else. They don't go hiking maybe not volunteering, they sit there with blinders on and the earphones and like the closed chamber of a middle ear, it's an echo chamber. And they hear and repeat, hear and repeat, echo, 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 echo. The same information over and over again. Did you see Susie? She looked fat. Did you see Susie? She's a hoe. Did you see Sam? He's a hoe. Or whatever you say to a man who's well, you know what I'm saying. I don't know. I don't pay attention. I don't frequent those. They don't even call them chat rooms anymore. Shows you how aged I am. The point of the matter is it's a closed space, like a blood vessel or a middle ear. And it builds up, builds up, builds up. 
because it's a closed space where a number of people are building in and saying more and more and more and more. The amount of information is repeated over and over again. The problem is the kids never leave. They stay in there. They hear the same thing build up over and over again. And if it's about them, they feel social pressure. You should have sex. You should have sex. You should have sex. You should have sex. And they never get out of it. The solution to pressure building up in the middle of the ear is to put a tube in to lit out the fluid. The solution to pressure on the web is to put an exit ramp and have time where you get out. Or put a tube out so there's times when you get out, can come in and get out. And also have other areas that you go to where other information can come in that you can hear and see. So to dilute what's there. In fact, you can see it because it's stagnation. It's stagnation in that chamber because you just see the same thing over and over again. Before the show, I don't know what possessed me because I was late, putting on eyeliner, doing all kinds of things at the same time, and I was watching the news. And in the news, they had a purple moose. Now you're like, Mona Lisa, you're digressing. It's not. It's not. It's not at all. And I said to myself, self, I bet you a dollar. Well, actually, that's, I don't know. It's a little degraded. I, I bet you a centavo. I don't even know if they have centavos these days. I bet you a euro that that moose has cardiovascular illness. And you may ask why. Because heart failure is blood pressure problems. And you can tell in Chinese medicine that the tongue always looks dark, rather purple. Why? Because it's congested fluid. It's stuck. It's not moving. And so the tongue always looks dark red or purple. So therefore, if you see a purple moose, it's not pale. It's not anemic. It's dark purple violacious. You're like, maybe it's lime. Everything's lime, lime, lime. Marsha, Marsha, Marsha. No, it's not. So I look up. I'm already late. I'm late. No, I'm looking up etiology of purple moose when I should be here starting this Zoom. And what does it show? Bacterial infection secondary to heart failure. Congestion, stuck fluid like in the middle ear. That's what happens when we're under pressure. We're stuck. We are cornered ourselves into sequestered ourselves, and pressure builds in, builds in, builds in. It's like a balloon. You want to make yourself nuts? Blow into a balloon, close it. Blow into a balloon, close it. Blow into a balloon, close it. And literally, you'll start to get faint, fainter, faint faint because you're trying to press into, push into, push into, and you'll get out of breath. It'll be harder for you to blow into it because the pressure is building up and it's hard for you to blow into it. And the pressure in the balloon is 
compressing, just like the vessel walls are getting stiffer. And if you look in the in the mirror, you will look what? You will turn A, yellow, B, white, or C, purple, purple, or dark blue, or dark red. Certainly not white, because you will, well, you know what I'm saying. The point of the matter is, because it's hard, things are getting stuck. Thus, job pressure. I was once... I don't know if you've ever scrubbed into the OR. Well, you've been the patient in the OR, but you went awake, perhaps. I've scrubbed into a lot of ORs, and I've talked to a lot of surgeons, being a medical student, an MD, and a PhD. In PhD, I did neurosurgery. It's a long story. It's a dirty job. Someone has to do it. But I've scrubbed into a lot of ORs, and I've seen people work in dot dicey situations where it was tricky. and. Surgeons have a very funny, deadpan way of describing difficult situations under pressure. I'm Latina, and um, we don't look, oh, my God, did you see what happened there? That that doesn't, <laughs> that's not, doesn't look like a surgeon. But under pressure, I look pretty stoic. And then I kind of lose, oh my God, did you see what happened? But in the middle of the situation, I'm like, well, you know, we simply move forward. So um, I think I was scrubbed in to a hysterectomy that, that the woman had lots of scar tissue in her pelvis. She had infertility, blah, blah, blah. So the surgeon was going in and there was a lot of scar tissue and it was very hard to see. So she had the retractors in, she pulled. And of course, there was a ureter involved in the ureter writ. And that's called bagging a ureter. So they had to pay urology to come, urology to come into the OR to repair the ureter. That passageway between the kidney and the bladder. So I asked another OBGYN in the OR. Um, I didn't exactly ask, what can I learn from this? That pr sounds pretty schmarmy. I just kind of look at them because you all have masks on. So you're giving each other the look like, what the hell? But you don't say that. You just have those looks. And the scrub nurses are given the look like, I can't believe that just happened. I knew that was going to happen, but because nurses always know. But, some, but I kind of gave a look like, I can't believe that happened. And the OBGYN said, well, if you're going down, take someone with you. <laughs> they were a mainer. And that's a classic main way of saying something under pressure. And that's exactly what you do. Force, pressure equals force over surface area. You want to reduce the pressure? Increase the surface area that the pressure is being, the force is being pushed on. So in other words, if you're working on a project and there's a lot of pressure on you, you know what you do? You increase the number of people that are doing the job because it spreads out the pressure on more people. Got it? It's like dilating a blood vessel. That's what you do. But if you're a person that goes, well, you know, nobody can do it as well as you. 
then you're a micromanager and you're going to have a lot of weight related problems. Okay. You're going to, your weight's going to go up. Your cortisol is going to go up. It's going to go to the nearby pancreas. Your blood sugar metabolism is going to go up. Your fat's going to, body fat's going to go up. Your blood pressure is going to go up and roll out the barrel because, oh, you have a control fanatic and you'll say, oh my God, there's so much pressure. And you want to go over the finish line alone. No guts, no glory, but there's a lot of heart attack involved. However, if you're going to go down, bring someone with you. Well, remember that. And that's a derivation of when people are poking you on the shoulder, you push them out and go, you also say, why don't you ask uh, Russ? Russ was another counselor. Ask Russ when we're going to the beach. Because what you do is you have him ask another counselor. So if there are other counselors involved, there are other shoulders involved, there are other people to shoulder the pressure. It's pressure is spread out. There's more surface area to push down on. If you're going to go down, you bring someone with you. And that means they may hate you, but we're in it all together. The incidence of illness is decreased by the number of people you talk to per day. But the less people you talk to per day is equivalent to smoking 13 cigarettes a day, and being morbidly obese. Now, why might that be? Well, think about it. The pressures you hear every day. Oh, I got the credit card due. I got the taxes. I've got this thing, this fungoma in my back. I got this, blah, 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 blah. And they got their things. But think about it. They got their things. You got your things. You've got your pressure. They got their pressure. And if we combine those, we are... If we're going down, we're going down together, or we're staying up together, or we're keeping each other up. The pressure is divided by two, and if there's three, or four, or five, that's why they call it social support, because we're holding everybody up. We have an academic, we have an academic, we have an epidemic of social isolation. That's the other thing about that poor deer, because deers or deer or deer, if you're from not from Boston or Rhode Island, deer are losing their homes. They're losing their sense of safety and security. The density of where they're living is getting crowded. I started this topic with saying force pressure equals distance over surface area. Yeah, everybody's building these McMansions where everybody gets their own two and a quarter rooms and we all have to have two bathrooms and our own personal jacuzzi. And so that means that the territory for the deer are going away. I know somebody who... um clear cuts to the water but the brush that they clear cut they put in the corner and they say that's for the wild animals that they've taken their habitat away (laughs) i said oh how wonderful a wildlife reservation are you going to give them trailers too 
ridiculous. We don't just say that's a wildlife reservation over there. Or the, oh, I'm sorry, they call it reserve. <laughs> We've reserved that for you. Now, they were here first and we're crowding them out. Can you imagine if you decided to buy a house and a bunch of animals came up to your back door, knock, 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 and then some of them looked in the window and some of them walked over your car and left all kinds of things and some raccoons bit your tires. They would be pressuring you to leave. <laughs> and they would push you out in numbers. And next thing you know, you would turn what color? Purple. Because the surface area that you would be living in would get smaller and smaller. And you would be forced to find another territory to live in. And your blood pressure would go up and up. And you would be a, yep, a purple deer. Don't hang out in a crowded web. I find it fascinating that people want to produce something that goes viral when we are trying to escape viruses. I find it fascinating that people want to, to create an event where they want everybody to watch in a crowded situation, crowds, 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 knowing that there's no space, and that causes pressure, social pressure. No pressure to think, no pressure to escape, and eventually it involves paparazzi following you all the time. And you end up not being who you are. And you get sick. Ulcers, anxiety. And then they say today's kids are more anxious than ever. They're crowded socially, mentally. But they don't know why it's bad. Because they want more and more likes in smaller and smaller rooms. It's time we opened up the spaces. It's time that we appreciated space. And if there is no space, like the solution for fluid building up in our brain, in our heart, pressure building up in our jobs, in our lives, that we create momentary exits so the pressure can leave. We import a few like-minded, kind people with us and for a moment we feel like we're going down so they can share the pressure. Because in the end, though purple is a lovely color, green is much better. I'm Dr. Mona Lisa and we're talking about battling job pressure, social pressure, blood pressure. If you want to know more about the solutions to the show, you want to see my book, Awakening Intuition, All is Well with Louise Hay, Heal Your Mind with Louise Hay. I'm putting the phone back on the hook.
you want a mini reading called 207. Oh, can't do that. I made a boo-boo. I was in an echo chamber. So the people who on the podcast, how can I be of help? I'm opening up the lines. How can I be of help? Anybody have a question? Otherwise, I'm going to play my video game on Tears of the Kingdom, Zelda, and watch Judge Judy reruns. Yes, Heather, how can I be of help? You can unmute yourself. Yes. Go ahead. Hi. Um, I wanted to ask if I would be able to have a mini reading with you right now. Sure. Um, hold on one second. Heather, how old are you? I am 53. Hold on one second. The only problem with these readings on Zoom is that I can see you. And usually the readings I do, the private readings, let me tell you I have a private reading involved. Knowing only someone's name and age over the phone, first of all, you sign a consent that acknowledges we're not having a physician-patient relationship. I don't give you a diagnosis prescribing treatment or do psychotherapy. You understand that. Is that correct, Heather? Correct. But that for the private readings, people do the same. But then knowing only their name and age over the phone, I just actually over Zoom without seeing them, a Skype or FaceTime, I describe a specific emotional situation or situations in their life that aggravate their health. Knowing that every illness is always in part due to diet, genetics, the environment, but every illness, its ability to be well-treated with medicine and everything is aggravated by some stressor in your life. The first thing I see, um, so what's your basic question? Because I can't um, do a full reading here. We don't have two hours. A private reading is two hours long. What's your general question? My my general question is, um, well, woven into the theme today of space, I am... Um, I'm looking for confirmation that my goal to um, take myself out into a workspace is indeed the direction I should be going. Hmm. Well, that's complicated. I see you're a very positive person. You always see people who can help you. You always see opportunity. <clears throat> but you're also blinded at times by difficult problems. And you'll minimize them. And that's really bad. That's look like looking at three of your tires in a car that look really great. But that's a rear tire that's a little low. That's always the one that goes flat on the way to your destination. I see someone in your life who's actually a little flat. They're tired. They lack initiative, motivation. They're depressed. And 
they definitely aren't the most nurturing person. And in fact, may end up trying to press you into service. You're strong. However, part of you thinks that this person, their problems will work their way out. But just when you think you're sailing forward, somehow you're going to start to have to take care of this person. And it might have happened before. Who do you live with, Heather? I have um, uh, my husband and my eldest daughter has just moved uh, to university. And uh, we have uh, my youngest, who is in grade nine. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. How is the youngest one do? How's he doing? He's, um, he, he is um, doing well. Uh, I've, he has struggled with ADHD, uh, but I've, we. Wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. Developmental attention deficit disorder. And notice I said developmental attention deficit disorder is a ubiquitous term. It's. Unless a person has primary attention deficit disorder and nothing else different, that would be one thing. But a person can have problems with attention that is part of anxiety, part of depression. See how you're going like this? You're nodding your head. I get a feeling there are a lot, there's so many people that have ADHD that have, um, a frontal executive function, a compensatory strategy to hide it. For example, in my second grade class, well, first grade, I blurted out a lot of stuff, which is classic. And second grade, there was more blurting, and I got an F conduct grade, which is really unbelievable, given that my parents were so strict. And the conduct comment was Mona Lisa is over finishes her work quickly and sloppy and is overly concerned with the problems of the people in the back of the room which is amazing because I was sitting in the front of the room but suffice it to say that's actually what I do for work now and given that it was an F that didn't go over well where I grew up um corporal punishment probably would have been a step up what went on in my house. But suffice it to say, that didn't happen after that. However, it was called keep it zipped, sit on your hands, and pay attention, or else. Um, does that mean that ADHD is baloney? No, it's not. It means without other factors, people can compensate, usually. But 
usually it's part of a variety of other things. And I'm going to ask you, because you're very smart, I'm going to ask you why didn't A, focus on the person at college, B, focus on your husband, when we know that Annalita knows that I always focus on the spouse. And I would have asked, what does he do for a living? Okay, and I didn't. I didn't ask about a parent. All right? Nope. I zipped right into the nine-year-old, ninth grader. Okay? So I'm not going to ask Annalita or anybody else, Dawn or June or Maria. I'm going to ask you. Of all the gin joints I walked into, why would I walk into your younger daughters? Why would I be concerned? Meaning, why would your body be concerned? Let me see if I understand your question. Let me ask it another. Let me ask it another way. Okay. I don't know what show it was. And given that I have tremendous ADHD, you understand that even though I'm doing this Zoom, I'm still thinking of after I leave here, I have to lie down. My back is killing me. Okay. I'm going to lie down, eat a mini kind bar. Okay. Drink a glass of water, watch a Netflix series, and play Zoom, uh, play Zelda Tears of the Kingdom. And I know exactly page 226, blah, blah, blah. Now that's exactly four or five or six things going on. So that is actually the definition (laughs) of ADHD. Okay. And that means I have two TVs, one above the other. Everybody who comes in my house understands that that's not atypical. (laughs) That means I watch two TVs at once. And when I read, which ADHD, I'm dyslexic, ADHD messes up my reading so that when I read one paragraph, I read the next paragraph, I can't remember what the one said before it because attention messes up recall, comprehension. So if it's not bad enough that I have trouble encoding phonemes and graphemes, which is dyslexia, um, zipper sounds the same. Zip sounds the same as sip to me. It's ridiculous. My point is, I compensate because I'll read it, I'll read it, I'll read it again and read it again. But suffice it to say, you and I both know that your daughter's primary problem is not attention. So why did I zoom in on her? Well, I'm, so just the gender, um, so the grade nine is a son. Oh, I'm and, sorry. The ninth, okay. The, the ninth grade the is the daughter song. is the one that's in university. Forget the university. It's the ninth okay. grader. Okay. Yes. So why did you zoom in on on the the ninth grader? Um, well, be, because that has been um, uh, where. No, no, no. I want, wait, 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 wait. I'm going to show you something. We have two parts of the brain. I can tell you right now what you're doing not going to work for you. You're going to get sick. You do this. The top part is the frontal lobe. It's the sensor. It's like the mute button on a TV. The bottom one is the area for emotion, intuition, and memory. 
you spoke quickly and fluently before we started talking about the younger kid. The rain is painful. It's mainly on the planes. But then once we started talking about the younger kid, you're running it through your frontal lobe and censoring it. When you, you're 53, perfect. When you start, the frontal lobe has a lot of hormone receptors on it. Estrogen, progesterone, and so on. It helps facilitate us keeping a lid on our emotions and in, uh, intuition and mysticism so we can keep the family, keep the money, keep the relationship, keep the job, juggle all that stuff. Basically shut up and not offend people. Naturally, I never really had a friend alone. That's not true. People with ADHD have less, it's harder for them to filter. But you can recruit it. You can learn cognitive behavioral therapy, dialectic behavioral therapy, or education, effort, blah, 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 blah. Suffice it to say, you're now 53. It was easier for you to censor what you knew was going on and be optimistic. But now it's harder for you. There was something in the Netflix show with this mother. Once her kids grew to a certain age, she starts to go to work. And as soon as her first day at work, I can't remember what show it was. She gets a call first day from the son. Son's got something to do with the son. So the mother goes, picks up the son, and she rolls the window down. She goes, what is it now? <laughs> she was really mad because it messed up her first job, her first day at work. And she was really upset because she had worked really, really hard to get this new job. And here we go again. Now, that's not going to be the way you are. I can tell right by looking at you, which if I was doing a private reading, I, of course, wouldn't be looking at you. But I am looking at you, which messes up the reading. I can, took I can tell by looking at you right now that you would not roll your window down and go, what is it now? But that, what is it now, is going to go down into your body and it's going to do stuff. Because you would recruit whatever frontal executive function taught to censor it and your stomach digestion would curdle. <laughs> Just as you're trying to say, as you said politely, I'm trying, I'm looking for information on how to confirm workspace, right? Space to work. But you're trying to launch yourself, but this kid, there's a problem with failure to launch, which is the name of a movie. Now, you're going to tell me what my concern is. And as soon as I started to ask you, there was a lot of sputtering because you were having trouble failing to launch the language behind the reasoning because you feel that saying it even is being um, not loyal to your son. When if you can't name it, you can't fix it. And that's a direct quote from Dr. Phil. And God forbid I quote Dr. Phil. But in fact... You can't. If you can't name it, you can't fix it. Like, for example, I didn't do any of the reading in high school. We didn't name it. I just said, you know what? Can't get past the first paragraph, so we won't read it. I was asked what everybody else is doing. I tried to read the, the cliff notes, couldn't do it. So I just moved it, did enough to get an A- and get the hell out of there. When I went to college, I realized I still couldn't read, so I just avoided any classes that involved reading and writing. 
imagine, thought I could graduate from college without reading and writing. So I actually had one class in my freshman year that involved me writing paragraphs and I was failing. And then, only then did I get diagnosed with dyslexia. And now I'm buying those English books, English literature, European literature, American literature. I have them in my my living room. Norton's Press, because I want to learn how to read. I'm 63. It was not named. Years ago, I met Winnie Ashok, my English teacher in high school. And I met her at an Easter dinner. And I went up to her. I made my way around the Easter Bunny in this costume. He was ridiculous. I said, Mrs. Ashok. And she was a little demented. I said, do you remember me? My name is Mona Lisa Schultz. She goes, yes, but she didn't. But that was okay. It didn't matter. Good enough for government work. I said, I want you to know I didn't do any of the reading in your class. Really? Well, you should have told us we could have gotten you help. And I said, I didn't think it was anybody else's responsibility. You have to increase the surface area about the pressure of your child's concern, your concerns, because the pressure is building up inside of you. If you ignore it, it's still in your body. And somebody else in your life is tired or something and is not paying attention to it. So now we're going to go back again. By the way, the first toy I wanted was a lie detector machine. <laughs> so we needed one around the house. So it's not that you're lying. It's that you're censoring the truth. It's going to go in your body anyway. So you might as well tell the truth. You're afraid that telling the truth is being disloyal to your son. It isn't. It's actually going to save your health and give them more opportunity. What has been the concern? Why were they diagnosed with ADHD? Um, They were... At school, his his um, the teachers said that he needed to be checked for his for ADHD. Teachers, plural. Yes. See how even though I don't sound like I pay attention, I have exquisite attention to certain things. Teachers. And when did they say that? I already know when I already know the answers to these. I'm taking your attention and bringing them to them. And I want you to know I'm not doing this to be annoying. I'm bringing your attention to it. When did they say that? In grade six. Perfect. Love it when a game plan comes together. It's at grade six. Now, notice. I often wonder whether people think, you talk about yourself all the time. No, because I use my example as illustration. And attention deficit disorder that is developmental means you're born with it. You're born with it. I got in trouble the first time I didn't say it in first grade when she said, we're going to divide people into reading group. The first ones are the cardinals. And I thought, hmm, they're the best. The second ones are 
the grackles. And the third one's the bluebirds. And I blurted out, oh, you can't fool us. Those are the dummies. At which time, first day of school, I got kept in. <laughs> you know, because I blurted things out. And of course, they were the dummies. And I was in the, the bluebird group. And this, <laughs> do you think she liked me? I got kept in all the time because I said that. She didn't like that. She didn't want someone blurting out the truth. She was trying to keep it a secret. There is a connection between ADHD and intuition. I don't know what your kid's problem is, but all I know is there's a problem. And in sixth grade, incidentally, is the beginning of testopause, excuse me, testopause, for God's sakes, puberty, which is the opposite of menopause or testopause. It's when hormones start to hit el brano. So it makes it worse. So I want you to know, as God is my witness, I got in trouble at grade six, at grade the first grade. I didn't go to kindergarten. My mother decided, you know, I was better off working on the farm <laughs> where it was safe. <laughs> my point is, and I have one, the teachers, plural, didn't identify your son as having a problem until the sixth grade. Now, either that is because he was decom he would decompensate. I mean, it only showed up when the subject matter got harder or other things were going on that indicated and they didn't know how to describe it and they just say everything's ADHD when there's a problem. And something tells me it's the latter and not the former. Am I correct? What happened that caused it to be ADHD? I'm not picking on them. What was it that they saw in him? Yes. Yeah, they um, uh, saw um, inability to sit, just huge, big energy. Um, uh, he would interrupt. And that never happened before that time. It, um, so I never saw it. Uh, no, 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 no. If all these teachers, no, no, if it wasn't one teacher, it was several teachers, something else, I smell fish. Something else, I smell fish. If the kids rear ends could sit on the chair, grade one, grade two, grade three, grade four, grade five, and all of a sudden we hit the sixth grade and no longer can the rear end sit in the chair, we have a problem. Because the long, the older you get, the more your frontal lobe is able to compensate and sit in the chair. So that makes no sense. So something is happening to make him not compensate. Do you understand? All roads to behavioral not staying in the chair is not ADHD make. ADHD is a behavioral disorder. Or actually, it's a developmental attention disorder. It's not just behavioral that it has to happen since the beginning of time. And you can't go, oh, now that I think about it, he never stayed in his bassinet. You can't do that. You can't all of a sudden out of nowhere. The only reason why I say this is because you're going to apply. You can't say, oh, now that I think about it, it does look like cancer. You can't do that because then you'll have applied the wrong treatments. Do you get it? 
Mm-hmm. Why I'm saying this is you're going to be called out of work. And so you're thinking, I got the right workspace. No, you may or may not, but the problem is, is you're going to be called out of it. And by the way, I didn't say that. I said problems, a person has problems with initiation, motivation, and fatigue. Who is that? That is the opposite of ADHD. Yeah. Yes, that's not. um... I already know that. I already know it's not. I already know it. I already know it. Here we go. What does your husband do for work? Uh, He is, uh, works for the government and management, um, computer science. Computer science. Does he have a lot of friends? He would say. I didn't ask. I I didn't, I didn't say what he would say. I said, does he have a lot of friends? Thank you. I have no more questions. This witness, you may step down. My point is, your son, who is he more like, you or your husband? It's a 50-50. Who would I think he is more like? Uh, I think you would think Hmm, who do I think you would think? <laughs> go ahead, go ahead, say it. I think he's like. I said, who would I think he was like? Hmm. Um, Take your frontal lobe off, put it in. No. no. Take your frontal lobe <laughs> off, put it in the drawer. Sorry, Missy. I love you more than my luck. Le- no, not as much as my luggage. I love my luggage, but I can't bring it on the plane anymore. It's too big. Missy, what do you want to do for work? This is going to illustrate the whole problem. Go ahead. I want to do counseling. That's a girl. (laughs) Okay. Love the smile. Got a great smile. Guess what? You can't see this. I love you. You've got a great right brain. You have balanced awareness of your feelings and someone else's. You can always see the potential. Is that correct? Do I have an amen? Yes. Guess what? Your husband and your son, they don't have as much divided emotional attention. And the right brain is dominant for attention, incidentally. But the right, but attention problems can be evolved in a lot of situations. And all of a sudden, new onset problems with um, social interactions, um, being able to be a, as comfortable and sitting still and stuff, new onset, as we get into middle school, I th- high school, ninth grade, I can understand why that would be, given his father. There's no question. You are the right brain in your family. Your husband's the left brain. Between the two of you, you've got a, cor- a complete brain. By the way, the person going to college, what are they going into? Business. And who is that person more like? My husband, I think. (laughs) Don't do therapy or try to understand your kids. My point is, is this. 
if you want to understand your son's issue, get him a full-scale neuropsychological assessment with for attention, learning, memory, frontal executive function from a board-certified neuropsychologist. You sound like you're from Canada, given your, how you speak. I, myself, a Canadian, no, I'm not. <laughs> you're like, no, you're not. You sound rude. No, I'm just from Rhode Island. That's the way we sound. We could say I love you and sound like rude bastards. But anyway, um, Toronto Neurological Institute, Montreal. These places are amazing. They're incredible. Many of those people were in my program at Boston University School of Medicine. They were inc they're incredible. Full-scale neurological assessment. Right brain, left brain. Divided emotional attention, the whole thing, prosody, facial recognition, and I'm telling you, they will help. But to say that he has a problem with attention is to say I have a little bit of a back problem and that my my problems are just, you know, I got a little back issue. No, <laughs> it's not. I thought I had disc problems until I saw the file. It said scoliosis. It's like, wow, really? All back problems Dr. scoliosis make. All attention's problems not, it doesn't make sense. You don't, out of the blue, it doesn't make sense. And your boy is a good boy. He's not a thug. Did I say he was a thug? No, I didn't say he was a thug. Did I say, oh my God, tox green, tox green. You know, of course you have to do that. But I didn't say drugs, drugs. What does he have for breakfast? Cocaine. What does he have for dessert? Cocaine. I mean, obviously, that's something you look for when you start seeing hyperactivity. You start thinking drugs and stuff. All of a sudden, with attention problems, these are things we see. However, all that, the pressure is going to build up in you because you're trying to do a career. I am telling you, you have to share the surface area of the responsibility in this. Do you understand? I don't think your husband does well with divided attention. I think when he comes home, he comes home. Does it mean he doesn't care? Oh, I think he does care. He just cares in a different way, a department way. He has segmental focus. Do you understand? Mm -hmm. Heather, you're a very sweet thing. You're going to be very, very successful. But you got to get this thing triaged because otherwise you're going to be in and out, in and out, canceling clients, and it's going to be a mess. Wouldn't you want to get this thing squared away? Mm -hmm. Yes. And it will help this child sail through high school. It will take less pressure off of him because... It puts pressure on a kid internally when there's something different about them and they're not able to spread it all around. The pressure built up in me. My parents were asked to go to the school and the teacher said, why are you putting so much pressure? That's what today's class, um, Zoom. Why are you putting so much pressure on Mona Lisa? And they said, we're not putting any pressure on Mona Lisa. I put it all on myself internally. I didn't ask anybody for help. I did it all myself. I never told anyone I had a problem. 
Think about what that's like. Do you understand? Mm -hmm. And then you, you get older and then you feel bad. You think you're stupid. And people say, well, you're smart. You got two doctorates. You go for the rest of your life thinking, I just work hard. Hmm. Seriously. I'm a hard worker. No, you're not. You're smart. I'm a hard worker. Did you get that? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I get that. Do that. That's why it's ADHD in its full true form has an increased risk for substance abuse. Do you want that? No. Lower achievement. Do you want that? No. I think there's a guy, I can't remember what his name is, Biederman. He has all these comorbid conditions that are associated with ADHD. Do we wonder why? Because it's not parcel out. Robin Williams had ADHD. Look at the genius. When, when people, he said, I'm talking fast. You don't understand everything. You can't, you can't understand everything I'm saying. And some of the people in the audience go, and he goes, catch up. Not too shabby. Very, very successful. He's got to be able to understand the wiring behind his genius. A neuropsychoval will do it. And besides, it spreads the pressure of helping him among many people. Not you, and just you and your husband. And the teachers, of course. Good luck. You take it easy. Today's show is about pressure. I want to thank you for welcoming me into your day. You've been listening to Healthy Living Intuitively with me, Dr. Mona Lisa. Be well, live brilliantly. Have a great day. I'm Rachel Corpus, an angel communicator, psychic medium, and host of the Angel Talk podcast. This show is meant to help you remember who you are, a limitless being with shoes and socks on. And along the way, we'll connect to people on the other side and experts in the field like authors, healers, animal communicators, and more. Listen to all my shows at Mind Body Spirit FM or wherever you get your podcasts.